folks, welcome to my live call tonight. And this will get you what you want. And for those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing over 40 years. I share a lot of what I've learned in my journey on these live calls. I started in this business, totally broke, had to sell a junk truck to get started, put $200 into my business in the last 20, almost 28 years now. I've been full-time in network marketing. If that interests you, keep listening. Uh, last night we talked about, you know, 10 different ways that you can be more productive working at home. And Prashant says, yeah, oh, you're just outside of Mumbai. Okay, Prashant. Very good, very good. Oh. Mark asked, did, did you find the bird seed? <laughs> He's referring to bears that very cleverly come into my garage and grab a bag of bird seed and then they run away with it, you know. You don't usually find uh, those things because they intend to keep it. They don't want to give it back. That's the thing. So, uh, yeah, but that's the way they are. They like to play those games. But anyway, so we talked about last night, um, 10 different ways so that you can be more effective working from home. Now, I wanna talk about um, the title of this, this will get you what you want. I wanna hone in on our communication skills because many of you uh, that have been used to doing venue meetings where you actually take prospects to a place where somebody does a presentation or you're used to doing one-on-ones Meeting at, meeting at Starbucks or wherever you meet people for your presentations, could be a restaurant. Um, the thing is, you've had to adapt and change. And for many of you who also are heavily dependent on just messaging, just messaging and not talking to people. So in other words, you're the type that you don't really go to venue meetings, but you don't really talk to people on the phone either. God forbid we have to talk to people. <laughs> anyway, I had a guy tell me that one th one time. He says, hey, I'm interested in network marketing, but I don't like people. I thought, okay, how does that work? <laughs> so for those of you that are dependent on messaging and, hey, Mindy, nice to see you, and not talking, not communicating, you're going to, you know, this is going to be a time that you're going to have to adapt and change. They talk about, you hear this expression, new normal today, new normal, what the new normal is. So um, this is going to be a new normal. I'm not saying it's going to be the only thing that you're going to do and that you won't go back to your, you know, what, what's familiar to you. you. You can, you probably will, but this is going to help you to get better at your game. If you're serious about network marketing, okay? If you're serious, there's a lot of people in network marketing, they're not committed, they're just not serious, they're just not really in the saddle. They're just they're just on the sidelines, they're sort of up in the bleachers watching the game, but they don't wanna really jump out in the field and get in the game. Okay, so this is only for those of you that wanna be in the game. For those of you that don't, well then just sit on the bleachers and you can listen to what I gotta say then. But here's the thing I want you to, you, you to you know, pay attention that you might have noticed this, that when you do get on the phone with people, and I commend you if you get on the phone, okay, 
I commend you. A lot of people just want to keep it to messaging and they wonder why they're not getting results. But have you noticed when you get on the phone, do you have rapport or do you have resistance? Do you have rapport or do you have resistance? Are you really, are you, is the person engaged in the conversation with you? Or is it, you know, you're just hearing crickets and it's quiet. See, so what, could, what that could mean is that we need to improve in our communication. If we want to get better or greater results, we got to get good at our communication. So exactly what is communication? There's three aspects or three types of communication that we want to get good at. And that's what I'm going to talk about now. So the first one, of course, is the one that we've been so used to, especially if you do venue meetings and that or one to one presentations, you're meeting them in Starbucks or wherever you meet people for a, you know, meet a prospect for to present to uh, is the first one is physiology, physiology. So that's the body language. That's the hand gestures. That's the facial expressions that you use. So it's face-to-face, -face, which many in, in, in that I have worked with around the world are so used to that. Despite the fact that many Asian countries are very high-tech, I mean like Seoul, Korea, perfect example, uh, yet face-to-face -face meetings is always the preferred method. And doing venue meetings, always the preferred method. So here's the thing, you, you know, when we look at physiology, how much or what percentage of that is part of our communication. And I found it was interesting to learn that it's 56%, 56% of our communication is physiology. Now, if you're not doing venue meetings and you're not seeing people face to face, that's greatly impacted, isn't it? How do you make up for that? What do you do for that? Well. What are we doing right now? You and I. That's right. I'm, I'm using my physiology. You see me talking. You see my expressions. You see my hands doing this, right? Okay. Uh, that makes up for a lot of it. And that's the reason why Zoom calls are important. You can do Zoom three-way calls or two-way to your prospect or if it's FaceTime. Um, even Facebook. Uh, and if you're going to train a group, Facebook Lives or Zoom calls. But do you understand why that's so important? If, if our communication of 56% of that is physiology, and if that's absent, you're greatly impacted. Now, it doesn't mean you won't be effective because I can promise you 21 years ago when I started building a whole new team, and after three months, after 90 days, I had 800 people in my downline. It was not because of my physiology, because I wasn't seeing anybody. I did everything over the phone, but I'll come back to that uh, in, in just a minute. But I want you to understand the value of using technology. And so that if you can get the prospect on FaceTime, if you can get the prospect, you know, on Zoom, um, and have a video chat that's far more effective. But keep in mind, 
even if you do that, you have to pay attention to your physiology. You have to pay attention to your body language, to your gestures, to your expressions. Um, and of course, you have to pay attention to the person you're talking to because you have to read that as well. Because if they're, if they're just slumped down and they're just, their facial mu muscles are not doing anything, it's sort of, you know, the face is a dead zone, then you know they're not engaging with you, which that's important information. Because in, in that conversation then, the only way you can change that is generally through questions. Get, you know, ask viewpoint questions, get them engaged. And then, one, and then even try to spice it with some humor too. If you can find something to be humorous about, get them to laugh, get them. It's all about state, state of mind. Get him in the right state of mind. So if you can use technology, it's gonna be far better for you if you do, you are going to have an advantage. I want you to understand that because if, if physiology is 50, 6% of our communication, then yes, I want to be able to jump on a Zoom. Matter of fact, when, I, when I'm involved in supporting a leader and we're going to talk to somebody, that's the one thing that I ask them to do. If the person hasn't used Zoom, then we simply say, hey, download the Zoom app and here is, you know, here's the, the, uh, the number. All you got to do is just punch that number in and and, and hit the button go and we're on. There might be a password, tell them what the password is if that's the case. But not, you don't have to have always a password. But try to use Zoom and try to get people to get on a Zoom call. Again, why? Physiology is 56% of the communication. And so again, just remember when you're on, be on and be there. Be there in the conversation. Come alive. Be enthusiastic, but don't scare them, okay? Don't be crazy. <laughs> Have enthusiasm. I mean, you know, the last four letters, I-A-S-M, is like an idiom for like, I am sold myself. Enthusiasm. I am, the last four letters, I-A-S-M, um, I am sold myself. So yeah, sure. If you're not sold, you're certainly not going to sell them, but be the person that looks sold, okay, but not crazy. So that's one thing that you need to keep in mind. And so again, if you aren't in a situation where you can do a Zoom or they don't want to do a Zoom, then again, there's two other forms of communication that you need to be strong in. And like I said, I did this 21 years ago. 21 years ago, I did it with a telephone and built a team of 800 people in 90 days. And that is, the, and this is the second form of communication, that's the words you choose. The words you choose. Be careful with those words. It's gonna make or break you in this business, the words that you are going to choose. So the last thing we wanna do is hype people. People don't like hype. It's it's just deceptive marketing. That's all it is, deceptive marketing. So be natural, be authentic with your words. Don't try to be something you're not. 
wherever you're from, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care whether you're in New York City or if you're down here in this small little town in Tennessee. Be who you are and just, just say it from the heart. And those are the best expressions you can come, come up with is heartfelt expressions. So the thing is, we want them to get to own your presentation, not buy it. Own it, not buy it. We want them to own it. We want them to say, hey, that's me, I like it. I like what you're saying. I like the words you're using. Now here's four words that you can use Four words that you can use to draw them out, to get them to say yes more, to get them to engage more. Ask them the question, and, and this is the four, word, four words, does this make sense? Does this make sense? So if you're engaging in perspective, why would they need a business like this? Do they have any needs in their life? I'm saying that's the context of the conversation when you're talking to them about what they're doing and are they happy with it? Is it giving them what they want in life? And then when you're talking about your opportunity, you talk about the concept of sharing products with people and developing a consumer driven network where you earn a residual income. Trading, uh, instead, of use, instead of trading time for li uh, linear income, now we're talking about residual income. Does that make sense? There's different things that you can end with a comment that you, you make and it ends with those four words, does that make sense? And when they say yes, that's very important because the more times you get them to say yes, the greater likelihood they're either going to buy your product or they're going to join your business or and both as a result, right? If they join your business, they're certainly going to use your product. So those four words, does that make sense ending with perspective comments or questions? Try to remember those words and have those words there because that's what you want. You want to draw them out. You want to draw them out. And, and the longer you get them to do that and stay with you in the conversation, the greater results you're going to have in sponsoring those people. It's all about opening them up. It's getting them to have an open perspective. Some people are, you know, they're, they're closed, they're cautious, they don't know you maybe. Or it might be a warm market person and that they just possibly have some skepticism. And it might be rightfully so. So that's the reason why when they can see the reasonableness of what you do, they're going to be more likely to join if you get them to give you perspective. And again, ending with your comments, ending with your questions. Does this make sense? And of course, when they agree it makes sense, why wouldn't they join, join you? So here's the words that we want to stay away from, okay? And that would be using words that people don't like. For example, here's an old network marketing word. And actually, it's not even founded in network marketing so much. It's more like MLM. 
distributor. Hey, John, you would really love being a distributor in our company. You'll like the business. The business is great. Think what John's thinking. Oh my God, distributor. How much inventory do I have to buy? I'm not in sales. I don't like sales. I don't like asking people for money. I'm not good at talking. I'm not, I'm just not good. I'm not good. What will I do if they have objections and questions? This is the inside language that goes on when we just use one word, distributor. I really hate that word. I do hate it. And I don't like being called a distributor because I don't distribute anything. I'm not in direct sales. I'm in network marketing and there's a big difference. You want to be in direct sales, go sell water filtration systems. You want to be in direct sales, go sell cars. You want to be in direct sales, go sell shoes. Go sell those things. And there's nothing wrong with selling. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that's not me. And I'm saying that's not most people out there either. Most people out there don't want to sell anything. They don't because they don't consider themselves sales types. Now, they, they, they're great promoters. They are great promoters. And they're great networkers too. Well, you say, well, how is that? Well, they, if they're in Facebook and they're active in Facebook, they're networking. Now, they may not be in network marketing, but they're networking. The difference between that, what they do, and what you do is you get paid for it. That's the only difference. And that's what I tell those people. I'll say, well, you're, you're networking all the time. The difference between me and you is I get paid for it and you don't. Why, don't. why don't you get paid for it? But I'm not selling anything. I'm a promoter. I promote what I love, what I feel enthusiastic about. So do you. So do you. Whatever you love is what you promote. Whatever you spend most of your time with is what you want to talk about. Isn't that true? And so no doubt you network these very ideas with people. So we have to understand that certain words that we use like distributor can set off a chain reaction of thoughts and it just shuts them down. They're not open to what you do. And, and of course, other words that follow that sales, selling, is something we want to stay away from if you're in network marketing now if you're in direct sales go ahead have at it you know really I mean that's that's fine nothing wrong with selling and sales nothing wrong with that but just understand network marketing is a consumer driven not a sales driven business see this is what a lot of I've even seen top leaders struggle because they want to play the game that they're that that we have all customers in our company and and you know if you're you know they they want to be they want to come across as the compliant person compliant to who to government regulatory people and that's the reason why because they've seen some companies get in trouble but they've misunderstood the whole narrative of what's happened here and the, the narrative is that a lot of these network marketing companies have simply confused the FTC as to what they are. That many of them are part of the DSA, Direct Sales Association. But the fact of the matter is the way that they're put together and how companies 
um, grow, their membership, has very little to do with anybody selling any product. Of course, it's all consumer driven, but it is a form of sales. I'll have to say it is. For example, if I talk to you about a product that I'm excited about, I'll say, well, I'll send you a link to my page. Now, I'm not driving over to your house. I'm not making a delivery to sell you a product. I'm just doing it a different way. I'm promoting something I'm excited about. You click the link, say, hey, I'll, I'm gonna buy it. Who'd you buy it from, me? No, you bought it from the company. But I get the credit. And when you get on auto ship for that, because you think, well, I'd probably want that the next month as well, and I don't wanna have to remember to order it. So now you're part of my consumer-driven network. But I'm not selling you anything. See, the times have changed. And too many networkers have just, they haven't come around to that concept that they're in network marketing. What is network marketing? So, and the reason why I mention all this in communication, the subject of these three areas of what makes communication. And if you want this to work, this is what you have to understand. You have to understand the business you're in. And a lot of these leaders don't understand the business they're in because they want to play the game that, oh, I, you know, I want to look professional. I want to look like I'm just clean as a whistle, you know? So yeah, I'm in a direct sales company. Oh, really? I'd like to know all these seven-figure, six-figure earners. How much products do they actually go out and sell? Because I guarantee you, none of them do. Guarantee you. Very few. So they're actually involved in consumer-driven network marketing. That's right, nothing wrong with that. But they need to keep quit calling it direct sales. If they wanna get in direct sales, then I guess they can do that with their products. They, you know, they can do that with their products. I have distributors that do that. Distributors, because that's what they do, they distribute. I have them in my team. So yes, some of the activities that go on in your organization are direct sales. So I don't wanna mislead you on that. But that's not a lot of people. The majority, it's going to be people that network. But most of your volume in the companies that you are in is really just, it's created through network marketing, through consumer-driven networking. Nobody's actually going out and selling products. I can remember doing that 40 years ago. I can remember going out and selling aloe vera juice. I would buy a case. My goal that month was to sell that case, empty that case, order a new case. And that was direct sales. So watch the words that you use because it gives the wrong idea about what you do. The thing is, um, what we want to understand is that what people are looking for most is not your product, not nobody's product for that matter. What they're looking for is solutions to their problems in life. So the words that you use, the conversation that you're going to have, and again, we're focused in this part of the communication on words, needs to be relative to that, to those things that are most important to them. Now, some of the words that I might use, you know, out there, you know, if you, if you don't want to use the word distributor, you can just say, hey, you can just, you can use the word brand partner. You can use the word affiliate member. You can use the words team leader. Things like that. Things like that that don't scare them away. You know, so 
That's the thing. Now, here's some of the words that you can use in some of the questions that you draw them out. And again, ending with those four words with a question, you know, does that make sense? So like when you're talking to them and you're drawing them out, you could see, you know, would they be open to an additional income stream? Would that make a difference in, in your family's life to have one? If, if they say yes, that's great. Now you've got them engaged. Or do you, or here's another one. Do you have enough time to enjoy the things in life you love to do? It's a very good open question that gets them to open up. Or if things were to get worse, do you think that this might affect your having a job? If things were to get worse, a lot of people, 30 million don't have a job or have you ever thought about having a plan B in place just in case you get furloughed? I know some, I got one friend that works for Disney right now. He's furloughed. He's furloughed. And so the thing is, get them to open up by using the right kind of words. Watch your language. Make sure it doesn't set off a chain reaction where they're just, you know, totally close to anything you got to say. Now, here's the third form of communication, and this is the last. We talked about physiology. We talked about your words. The third is tonality. Tonality. Most important. When I think about going back 21 years ago and all I had was a phone, that was it, phone. So all I had was words and tonality. In the past, you've heard me talk about that. The reason why I feel that many out there, many people in network marketing fail out there, they have no sense of urgency. Now think about it. Can you imagine what the tonality would be of someone who is reaching out to a prospect and he has a sense of urgency versus one who doesn't? Can you imagine the difference in the tonality? Exactly what is tonality? So tonality, just like the word tone suggests, that's your pitch, that's your pitch. So is it relaxed or is it stern? Is it, re is it relaxed or is it stern? Tone, the other tempo, the speed in which you talk. Hey John, um, hey, I was uh, glad to catch you home today. Hey John, glad to catch you home today. You know, just picking up your words a little bit. Or how about timbre? That's the, you know, is your is is the quality of your voice? Is it gravelly? Uh, you got a lot of mucus in your throat. You might want to clear it out. Gargle with salt water. I'm joking here. Is it intense? Is it squeaky? You know what I'm saying? Make sure you, you're hydrated when you talk to people. Okay, keep one of these around. Okay, and volume is the last part of tonality. So how loud, how quiet you are. So let's look at that. So, you know, with your tone, you don't want to be too stern and you don't want to be too relaxed. But I, I have this expression called, and this is sort of defines me, I guess, in a way, I, I'm, my tonality, I mean, and that is relaxed intensity, relaxed intensity. That's sort of me right there. So you're relaxed and so your tone of voice just comes across pleasing, but at the same time, he can sense that you have conviction and belief in what you're saying. 
So try to master that. Uh, and the other thing is the tempo. Don't try to talk too fast. On the other hand, don't, try, don't talk too slow either. So make sure that, you know, before you get on the phone, check your state, okay? You know, sometimes when, when you're just getting started in the morning, you know, until I have that first cup of coffee, I'm just not ready to talk to anybody, okay? You know, I want to talk to me first, okay? I got to get this conversation over with before I talk to someone else. So and the only thing that's going to make that happen is a cup of coffee. But, you know, and then timbre, make sure you, you know, you're hydrated, volume, you're not coming across, you know, uh, too loud. Some people think that if they, if they, if they do that way, that it's, that it's a form of control to make that person make a choice. They'll make a choice. They're just not going to join. So that's, that's one area that we really want to look at. So how can you improve in all of these areas? Again, let's recap a little bit. So I talked about that 56% of your communication is physiology. Therefore, use technology. If you have, if you've never been one that has used it that much, I mean, I, I didn't start doing Zoom calls. I think it was two years ago when I started. Um, so use Zoom when you can. If you can do three-way calls on Zoom, do that. If you can uh, do some of your training calls with some of your new team members on Zoom, do that. Again, if 50% of 56% of your communication is physiology then that is a tremendous tool to use. Also, any other platforms that you want to use, FaceTime, uh, you know, Facebook Lives. I think now Facebook has rooms, rooms that you can use. You can do three-way calls on, on Facebook. So you can look at Messenger and you'll find rooms that you can use now. So you can add uh, a, a second person, a third person. Um, so that's important. Uh, second, though, again, if you can't, if you're just getting on a phone, phone conversation, then the words you use are so important. Don't use words that you shouldn't use. Use words that would excite them. Uh, use words that will draw them out. Use words that will create curiosity. And then third, of course, your tonality. That is so important. I mean, tonality is 30 37% of your communication. So watch your tonality. So it's been fun. Now tomorrow night, I'll, I'll, I'll put out some more information in this area. I thought I would focus more on these skill sets. That's why I talked about last night, 10 ways to improve uh, productivity from home. Tonight was about improving in your communication. So then tomorrow night, I'll talk more in those areas and I think if we get better at that, you're, you're going to get better at your game. Your business is going to grow. You're going to do so much better. So I hope you got some value out of this tonight. Appreciate you guys getting on. And I'll see you tomorrow night. Take care.